So we have uh, Mo West alumni, Orangeburg wrestling alumni, JD Culp here. He wrestled. Uh, he wrestled for us about I don't know five years ago. Six. I don't. I don't know how old you are now. To be honest, but but yeah, about six years ago. <laughs> kind of crazy to think, actually. But uh, yeah, we're we're circling, you know, around to some Mo West alumni trying to get kind of uh, their story on where they are now. So. JD, first, you want to tell everyone what you're up to now? Uh, so right now, I am a staff sergeant in the Air Force. Uh, I uh, fix the B, uh, B2 plane parts as of now, and uh, that's pretty much it. And then I coach for a knob master as well. Yeah. So one of the reasons why we got JD on the talk is because he's got a pretty unique story. Um, everyone's kind of down in the dumps about wrestling right now, obviously, because we don't know what's going to happen with coronavirus and, and all that. But uh, JD has a story that I feel like adds some good perspective for everybody of just what it's like to think that wrestling or something more could be taken away. So uh, JD, tell us, kind of tell us the experience you went through a couple years ago. Uh, so, in April of 2018, I believe, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a blood cancer. And uh, the, so I had to go through eight rounds of chemo uh, just to get rid of it. And it was very aggressive. So then I was pretty much quarantined for that time, too. <laughs> I could not do anything for about four, four and a half months. And so uh, basically, like, I just had to go through all that and then try to get back to like the next wrestling season. That felt like, because uh, I had a bunch of kids that were kind of relying on me as a coach and a practice partner. So, uh, and I also had a kid on the way. So I uh, definitely, I went through that chemo and everything and I actually gained weight. I got up to 202 pounds just straight, fat, bald, no eyebrows. Just, <laughs> I, I was rough looking. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, uh, right after that got done, I uh, hit like a super hard diet and exercise program, worked out two to three times a day. And within like a month or two months, uh, I lost 32 pounds, 34 pounds, got down to 168 and, uh, got back into wrestling shape and got was able to compete and like help my team that next season uh, my kids I coach and all so uh and then I was able to actually be there for my son because if I didn't beat that like quickly enough I wouldn't have been able to take care of my wife at the harder parts of that pregnancy and I wouldn't have been able to really hold my son until like I was you know unradiated and all that so it was really like a it was a tough experience but like it was uh, something I know I needed to do as quick as possible and like as aggressive as possible really and luckily I was already in good good enough shape and tech took care of my body enough to where I could uh, go through like some pretty hardcore chemos that were every other week so yeah <laughs> it's crazy and in the course of that like couple year span so you get diagnosed with cancer you go through chemo 
you know, all the effects it has on your body. And then you, you, you get through it. And then here a few months ago, you actually trained hard enough that you were able to wrestle again, right. For the, for the air force or for the armed yeah. forces stuff. So I was on the all air force wrestling team. Uh, I was the starter at 67 kilograms for Greco Roman and uh, I competed in the armed forces wrestling tournament versus the army Marines and Navy. And I got to wrestle like two of the best Greco Roman guys in the country. Uh, Alejandro Sancho, I believe he's ranked number one right now in the nation. And, uh, Another guy from the Marines, uh, Jamil Johnson. I believe he's around top five or something like that too. So I got to go in there and compete with those guys as well as train at the Olympic Training Center and the uh, Air Force Academy. Yeah. Uh, so I did that for like a straight two months and that was my job for the Air Force. Was this is post-cancer too. So this is after cancer. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so that was... Yeah. Whenever right now everyone's kind of like I said, they're kind of bummed about wrestling. Uh what what advice would you give as far as whenever you were going through that experience, you were obviously it's it's probably hard to stay positive about about stuff in the future. So how do you approach that or what advice would you give kids? So the approach I had was like this was gonna make me stronger and make things uh different for me like if i could beat cancer i can do anything type of thing right so uh really advice i would give kids now is like it's only temporary and your body's like you're still able to go out and do stuff you can still run like push-ups sit-ups do something uh you know and you could make yourself better that way you can watch film you can do all sorts of things like I wasn't able to really do much and now I'm able to, like not too long ago I was able to compete at one of the highest levels so it's not necessarily like the worst thing in the world that you have to you know not wrestle for a bit this is like you can still get yourself better and keep grinding uh, it's just a different type of grind at this moment yeah um gonna ask you here for you know getting getting close to the end but uh what a like i said you wrestled for warrensburg and then you were a real staple with us in the mo west room and and going to fargo and stuff like that what are uh some of your what were some of your big takeaways from spring and summer wrestling or what were some of your favorite memories from spring and summer wrestling uh i'd say my biggest ways i learned was probably hand fighting uh, and summer wrestling, that Greco-Roman hand fighting, and then just the competition in the room that we had at the time, you know, Austin Eve, Derek Apaya, Daniel Lewis, you know, those are just three really top level guys and I got to compete with them every day. And so, you know, I think that was probably one of my favorite experiences too, is like, you know, I would drive up a couple other Warrensburg guys and we'd go and just grind and get back home and relax but like I felt better every day like I felt like once I got to high school season like well I just wrestled with like some of the top people in the state maybe even the nation like 
this guy, this state place, there's nothing compared to them. So it makes it so much easier during the season if you wrestle the best people in the off season. No. Jesse, you got any, any, any follow-ups or any thoughts there? No, I mean, I, I know JD's probably got some good ones, but I mean, do you have any, the, just the usual question that we've been asking, you know, do you have any uh, story, a wrestling story, you know, that's appropriate that sticks out to you? Maybe it was a little weird. Maybe it was a little, or maybe just something that really sticks out to you. I mean, you're a Warrensburg guy. I know there's plenty of those types of stories. But. <laughs> um, well, I do remember one time at Mo West with you. Uh, I remember wrestling, and uh, I learned one funky move, and I took you down for, like, the first time, and probably <laughs> the only time. And, you know, the rest of that practice, I really regretted it. You just... <laughs> kick my teeth in for like a good like hour straight and I was like man I don't know if I want to take him down ever again <laughs> so that was probably one of the stories that stuck out to me the most at Mo West really and then in the Warnsburg room like uh, I'd say I mean you guys had some real characters on that Warrensburg <laughs> team so especially yeah. when you were younger so <laughs> To say the least. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember when I was a freshman, uh, the seniors had this ongoing gag where they would get you to say a word, and it was the word of the day. And so if you said the word of the day, like everybody starts screaming word of the day, and you just tackle you. So they would ask you questions and say the word that day was like uh, time, right? They're like, Hey, yeah, what, what's that on the clock or what? And you're like, oh, the time? And then they would be like, what are the day? And just start tackling you and just like beating the crap out of you. So that was probably one of the Warrensburg experiences was like Paul Rogers, Cody Johnson, right. and all that. Most that Warrensburg experiences a- cannot be consumed by the public. They're- right. <laughs> Not for public consumption at all. Especially yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for talking to us about it. Uh, it's a good story and it's a good perspective. Hopefully, you know, keep people on track. Everyone's talking about how bummed they are about everything, but Hey, it could be worse and we will get through this and wrestling and everything else in life. will we'll start up again. It might be a little different and an adjustment, but it's going to be all right. So yeah, definitely. <laughs>